What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. On this episode of the Wedgecast, I'm hanging out with a very, very, very special friend, Tim Schoonveld. He is the athletic director at Hope College. But to this, for this podcast, this man is far more important than just any position. He has truly been one of the most influential leaders in my life. Uh, for those of you that don't know this, faith is something that is incredibly important to me, and I hope to live that way. And he's certainly a guy who has had a huge influence on my faith walk. And in fact, he's the first prof that I met at Hope College, and he just took me under his wing and said, "I'm not, I'm not letting you go." And I am truly grateful um, for this man as a mentor and as a friend. I've spent a couple months with him, or well, a couple weeks with him on two different trips in Alaska, and he has seen me at my best and definitely has seen me at my worst and somehow finds a way just to keep loving me as a person. He does that with so many, so many different people. So this episode is special. I'm pumped. Tim, Scooney, thanks for being a guest on the show. Well, it's weird to call you uh, Tim rather than Scooney, but Tim, thanks for being a guest on the Wedgecast. Thanks. It's good to be here with you, Matt. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to call you Tim. I think we're just going to keep it to Scooney the whole time. <laughs> That's That's so a brief, brief backstory. Uh, my very, very first college class, I think I was about a half hour early. I had had shoulder surgery about two months before. And so I had this big brace and I walk into this leadership class where I happened to be, I think, the only freshman among a lot of juniors and seniors. And Scooney ended up walking in the door. He was the professor of the class. And 
we chatted, you know, chalked it up for about 15, 20 minutes. And then that class hands down was one of the single biggest impacts, you know, impactful things in my life that I've had. And so that was the beginning of an amazing friendship, mentorship, and also just some chubby freshman walking in the class and being a little bit early. So I, uh, just thrilled to have you here. Well, thanks. That, uh, the ironic thing I think about what I get to do uh, working with college students, and I just talked this morning about it, is um, you know you, you talk about impact that maybe you know I've had on your life, but I think the the reverse is just the same. I think that's really what keeps you know people in education and uh, keeps us going is is I think the ability to be around younger and people who've got a little energy and excitement and vision and i think you know that there's been just as much impact coming my way so i, I appreciate to be with you here i'm feeling a little insecure I, I looked at all your other podcast speakers and their ceos and d1 athletes and so uh i i'm grateful to be asked to be here yeah. well you're both of those so it'll be perfect yeah right right neither so, neither <laughs> so so give uh obviously we know each other quite well but i think it'd be cool to give the the audience a little bit of a, a backstory of leading up to, to where you're at today. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some, there's some simplistic uh, stuff to talk about that. Um, you know, for me, uh, you know, basically you know, my career has been really, I came out of college. I graduated from hope here and um, came out of college uh, just basically wanting to coach. I wanted to be a coach. I was coaching here at Hope at the time and helping with our men's basketball team. And, um, you know, that was it. And so at the time, you know, 20 some years ago, um, really, really what it was is if you wanted to coach, you basically went into teaching. And, uh, you know, they would always tell you not to do that, right? Don't go into teaching just to coach. But that's really what I did. And I was a phys ed teacher and I coached and kind of worked my way through there and wouldn't have probably dreamed that I would uh, ever be back at Hope working, but even more so like being in administration and, and that type of thing. So it's a pretty interesting journey, I think, just career-wise um, of, of how God's plans are a lot different uh, than our plans and really how I think life just keeps shaping you Um you know, I think I think further back, just to give you a little a little window into it. Uh, you know, my father's a CRC pastor, so I grew up in a pretty structured uh, Christian home, which uh, I think you know was was a gift uh, for me. Uh, but also, as maybe you'll hear later on too, was was a little bit of uh, some interesting stuff that I've had to kind of relearn about uh, impact and faith and um, what it means and seeing the world from a little bigger perspective. Um, you know, so he had that and, um, you know, and, and really, uh, I like to tell this story when I, when I speak, so you forgive me for going back this far, but I think it's, uh, been pretty impactful when I was in seventh grade. Um, I, for some reason was at a school and I just had zero friends and like no relationships and nobody to connect with. And I think was just heading down kind of a, a darker path. I don't really even, you know, at that time that people really knew what that, you know, looked like or whatever, whether that was depression or uh, whatever, obviously it was driven by relationships. And uh, then since my dad was a pastor, he just happened to, we happened to move here to Holland, Michigan. And um, so I could kind of start over. And, uh, you know, again, you come to a new school and you, you know, if, you, if you're at your old school, you don't have friends, you come to a new school, then you really don't have friends. 
Um, and uh, so I, I, I really had no connection and, and um, until one day some kid asked me if I could dunk a tennis ball and I was in eighth grade and, um, and you know, the Lord had blessed me with length and athleticism and I went up and dunked a tennis ball and, and they figured out I could play basketball and immediately I had friends. Um, which was good for me and sort of a sad reality of um, life or uh, the world today that uh, takes being good at something to have friends. But um, I, I, I think that that's, that's, that's at the risk of sounding like overdramatic, that's been one of the most impacting things ever in my life. Um, I, I'm, I'm a pleaser by nature, and I'm pretty convinced that uh, a lot of that has come from sort of the, the trauma of that year um and and the interesting thing is being here at hope there's a there's a speaking series they do called the last lecture and it's basically you're supposed to you know pretend you're giving your last lecture ever and what would you say and i got asked to do that i don't know six years ago or seven years ago and um that was the first time ever in my life that i had told somebody about my seventh grade uh drama and um issues with friends and so uh, I had never told my family or any of that, and so that was um, one of the first times. And then I think that sort of created some opportunity for, uh, I think, re being real and vulnerable, and and I think some, I, I want to say healing in my own life, but I think it's probably more like growth as opposed to healing. Um, and uh, you know, then obviously, um, you know, went on played basketball. Um, you know, had a bad, you know, obviously not reliving my high school days, but had a really great career on some really, really good teams. And, um, and then were you, uh, real, real, real quick on that. So from, from eighth grade year that you, you know, made friends because you were good at basketball was, was basketball pretty much your identity throughout high school or whatever, how, how however long it continued going, but it, were you basically identified as good at basketball? Therefore that's kind of, you know, who you were at the time. A hundred percent. And, you know, basketball was like um, literally like at our high school at the time was like the only thing in town. I mean, we rented out the local civic center for games. There was a, a wait list for season ticket holders. People were standing in line at three in the morning to get tickets for games. And so everything I did really from eighth grade until I graduated from high school was with this idea that people were watching me and that's my identity. So I didn't even really like to go to church when I was in high school, but I went because I loved all the old people coming up and talking to me about, you know, oh, hey, great game and, you know, those types of things. And so it created, I think, definitely some unhealthy uh, issues in me. And, and you know, for lack of anything else, I, I really was was a jerk. I mean, I became, I was self-absorbed. Um, you know, I was about myself. I didn't treat people well. Um, you know, funny, funny story. It's not really funny. I'm very embarrassed by it, but you know, I, for the first time in 25 years, I connected with three guys from high school this summer out West. And, um, and we were talking about that of just how, like, how we were just, just not very nice people, um, at the time. And so I think that that's been, a journey for me of trying to like, uh, I feel like have to earn, uh, earn back some points for how I treated people. But, um, you know, I think a lot of it was, was really goes back to that seventh grade year and, um, and some of that success and, and those types of things. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was. And then, you know, obviously, you know, leading into the next maybe question, um, you know, I, then I, I basically over the next like five years, I tore my ACL three times um, and, you know, just couldn't play. Um, and then I got fat and made poor choices in college and, uh, you know, I just couldn't play. And so, um, you know, I would say really from end of high school and college, I mean, I just, I just was probably not the person that I would certainly want my own kids to be, uh, not the person I'd want my own kids to hang out with and not the person that I would want, you know, the, the kids that I'm trying to reach or impact here to be. And so, did you um, know that at the time? No, no. I mean, I, 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 yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I just didn't, I just didn't realize it. And, and I, I, this, this, I would, I wouldn't say this in any excuse because it really is all on me, but like the world today, I think um, like students are looking for like mentors and looking for people to like impact their life um, and like authentic, you know, people that they can talk to. And like, we, we just, we had, we had people back then, but like, nobody talked about that. You know, like nobody talked about like, Hey, relationships and what are the choices you're making with women and what matters? And like, even, even with my wife, when we were dating, I mean, at the risk of sounding like, you know, like, I think like we were just lucky that God blessed us and brought us together because I think nobody was really telling me, Hey, like, here's what's important and here's what matters. And, you know, 10 years down the road, this is what's going to matter. And, um, so I, I didn't probably notice it, um, as much, but I think, I think I definitely in college knew that I wasn't, I wasn't making choices that I think I was overly proud of, or I would, I would really, um, you know, put up in front of people and, and feel really good about. Yeah. So, you know, and I think, you know, then, then, uh, you know, I, I really was blessed uh, to have a mentor, legendary coach here, Hall of Fame coach, who, who basically like took me back in at Hope and kind of mentored me a little bit, um, you know, basketball wise, and, uh, you know, kept me, you know, focused. And then I, you know, then I would give a lot of credit to, you know, my wife um, for, for kind of helping uh, you know, uh, align me with what's going on. And, and then, you know, th there's obviously always things in life that sort of shape you and are defining moments, you know, inflection points that, um, that, that lead us to where we, you know, where, where we are today. And I mean, I'm just grateful. I mean, I just super blessed to, to be where I'm at. So what was the trend? What was the transition from coaching to being athletic director at Hope? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, I, I was, I was tiring and winding down of coaching. So like, like my last three years, uh, I was a high school, um, girls basketball coach. We were, we were really good. Um, cause I had a really good player, um, or I had some really good players. Um, so that was fun to win. Um, but I was also athletic director, and then I was also the assistant principal at about a thousand student uh, high school at the time. And um, you know, it just it just was was too much. Like I, I was leaving at seven in the morning, and I was getting home at ten at night every night all year long, um, and those types of things. And so, and I didn't really realize it at the time. Uh, you know, maybe some people who listen to this, maybe that's just a normal work day. 
Um, so maybe I should not complain, but I, I didn't really realize it at the time. And, and then, um, you know, I had some mentors here at Hope that when this job came open, came and talked to me and said, hey, would you ever consider this job? Um, and uh, I hadn't really thought about it. There were some unique uh, things going on at the school I had been at that I wasn't pumped about. And then my wife sat down with me and said, hey, if you take this job, like, it's going to be better, right? And I said, well, what do you mean it's going to be better? And she looked at me, she said, well, you're going to be home more, right? Um, and I just hadn't even really realized that, you know, and we had three little kids at the time, and I just didn't realize sort of the impact. And so um, it, it was it was hard to stop coaching from the standpoint of like the the impact I think that you can have on students and the relationships that you have with students. So it was really hard to say goodbye to kids that were returning and some of that kind of stuff. And I even had a couple of them that really were pretty miffed that I left and um, you know, those types of things. Um, but I think in terms of like just getting into something different, I, I think I was, I was getting to that point where it was just maybe time to, to stop doing it. And, um, and, and so that was, that was a good change, you know, minus, you know, coming, coming to hope my first two years, you know, I hate, I mean, I hated it. And, uh, I mean, I just, I just didn't like the job at all. It wasn't what I thought I had signed up for. It wasn't what I probably perceived it to be or perceived that it should be. And I think probably 90% of my problems were, were me and my sort of bad perceptions. Um, but, you know, it was really hard. I mean, I had a couple of people that really, you know, had to kind of walk, walk beside me to, to say, hey, keep fighting, keep going. Um, and, and then obviously, you know, I, I don't remember, Matt, when, when uh, we did the, the event and when the class was, but, you know, that was, a, that was a pretty big impacting moment for me just at Hope was, was that class and, and the people in there and some of the events that we were able to be a part of and um, to say, hey, you know, you can, you can be a part of, of creating a great team and uh, making some really cool, impactful things happen. And so, um, you know, thanks to you for, for that. I think it was the, I think it was the other three ladies who put all that together and I just happened to be there, but <laughs> it, it, it was, it was Matt, Matt and three senior women. And yeah, so it was perfect. Were, I, 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 I definitely was lucky when I found the group that I happened to stumble upon. So, <laughs> yeah, so, sure. so that class was a leadership based class. And I remember one of the very first activities that we did, or one of the assignments is you had us write in our journal about defining leadership. And I think throughout all these years, I don't know if I've ever asked you, so now's a perfect time to do it, but what is your definition of leadership? You know, I mean, I think on the, I usually don't like to ask questions that I don't know the answer to. Um, and, and actually, I actually have, um, you know, you know, leadership, uh, I've actually probably changed a little bit of mine, but I, I think really like fundamentally, leadership is influence. And I think that great leaders are people of influence that, um, and, you know, I think you can, you can look at all kinds of adjectives, right? I mean, there's good leaders and there's bad leaders. And, you know, I went to a, I went to a, I heard Patrick Lencioni, who wrote, um, you know, the ideal team player and five dysfunctions of a team and whatever I heard him speak. And, uh, you know, he, he stood up there and he, he talked uh, about this CEO who was just doing some of the worst things ever. Um, and then he goes, and that guy wrote a book on leadership that was like a bestseller. And, um, you know, that just, that just kind of hit me a little bit in the face of, 
you know, we've sort of over glorified, um, you know, the word leadership, but I think, um, you know, in the end, if you just strip it down, not positive or negative, I, I think it's influence. And I think uh, people of influence, um, because I think if you have influence, then you, um, you know, you're encouraging and, 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 and people are, um, you know, pushing towards whatever your uh, wherever your heart is at, if that's a fair, maybe a cheesy description, but, you know, so if you're, if your heart is centered around money, like you're pushing people to help you make more money. And if your heart is centered around service, it's, you know, if it's centered around others, you know, that's what you're pushing people towards. And, um, you know, I think in any career, there's always a bottom line, um, you know, I'd hope, um, you know, like we need to, we need to graduate students. I mean, that in the end is the bottom line. Um, but I think, uh, you know, really in terms of like influence, Hey, like, w what are you pushing them towards, you know, in, in business for you, you know, Matt, I mean, like, you know, in the end, the goal is to make money. Um, I think we all realize that, um, and those types of things, but like, what are you influencing your staff and, um, your employees towards, uh, while you're performing your job of, of trying to make money, you know, through whatever else you're doing. So. That's that's probably a, a, definitely simplistic, but I think for me that's where I would uh, definitely land just on influence. So are we uh, are we okay to ask like you know the the questions that you never really like me asking of you? It's great. It's great. Am I allowed <laughs> to ask questions in this too or not? Uh, allowed. Uh, yes. Encouraged to. No. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> no. Yeah. You totally are. Um. So what is the uh, what would you say if, if, you know, you, uh, you stand before, you stand before God and he says, job well done. Mm. The influence that you had, what, what would you be happy with? What would you, what would be the influence you hope to have on other people? Yeah. That, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'll be really honest. I'm so uncomfortable with that question. Um, I, I I think like in the end, I'm I'm hopeful that um, the the positive characteristics um, you know in my life will live on. Um, and I think you know for me that that is influence. You know. Um, you know, the, these are dumb. When when we used to co when I used to coach, right? You get to the end of the year and you sit. You know, your whole team. You sit in uh, in a room and um, they wind up um, like I I would force them to write thank you notes, okay? And we would list out the 50 people that have impacted us um, over the year, from custodians to parents to whatever, and um, they'd have to do that. And and um, you uh you don't really think about it you just say hey like this is the right thing to do right to thank people and and one of the cool things for me is like the older i get now i have some people who uh, have played for me that are now coaches and then when i get notes like from them or from their team or those types of things um you know to see that hey like maybe that's some influence that like lived on and uh you know i don't have the market cornered on writing thank you notes but i think um you know, of, of those types of things. So, um, you know, I, I, I think, um, I think when I stand before God, I hope he says, welcome, um, and invites me in. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for, uh, the grace that he's kind of shown to me. Um, but, but I do hope, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that, that what I've done lives on. I mean, I hope it just doesn't die with me or, you know, Hey, it was an athletic director and we won some games. whoop de do, um, you know, that type of a thing, but that people are noticeably changed for the better and that I've pointed them to Christ, um, you know, I think is probably the ultimate goal. Uh, I, you know, I went to, um, I went to a funeral uh, a week ago. It was a, a really good friend of mine. He's got kids the same age as me and was just this great guy. And, and the pastor, um, you know, sat up front and said, you know, there's a lot of good, good men in the world. He said, you know, Troy was a great man. Um, and, and then said, you know, Troy was a great man um, because look, look at the impact that he's had on all of us and we all had tears in our eyes because he was just he had he was humble he was articulate he was bright he was gifted he was all of those things um but he was great because like he never once had to say that stuff he just lived it you know he just lived his life so he just cared and every time you talk to him you know he had cancer and he'd be going the wrong way and you'd try to ask him about it and he'd always turn it around and you'd wind up talking about yourself um, with this guy. And I think, um, you know, that, that to me was a, was a little inspiration again to say, Hey, that's, that's what I hope, you know, people are saying about me at the end is, is that I'm great. Not because I've told people or because of this or that, but I mean, just because of how I've impacted their life and how I lived my life. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I don't, I don't spend a lot of days, um, you know, setting up a strategic plan to think about that or uh or whatever other than the fact that i know um i know what's going to get me saved and uh, it has nothing to do with my job um it has a lot to do with uh grace and the cross and um i think uh the ability to uh say hey jesus is my lord and savior and and then he covers the rest so that's that was not a great question, but I'm glad I could answer it for you. <laughs> those are the, those are the ones I like asking. So, uh, if you had to if you had to offer a, a nugget of wisdom or just a little nudge in the right direction for somebody who's on a good path and wants to step it up and and amplify it to a great path, what would you say is something that they can be doing or working on or be focusing on? Sorry, can you ask that question again? Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Um, so. For somebody who somebody's on a good path but wants to step it up and 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 be on a great path, what would be a nugget of wisdom or you know just a just a little hint in the right direction of saying how do you how do you step that up and and what 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 do you got to be doing daily or you know whatever that looks like? What would you suggest or offer to them yeah. to, to go from good to great? Yeah. You know, I I I think um, you know the 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 pastor also said when we when he talked about this he said anybody that says they want to be great immediately will not be i mean it's basically what he said because if you just talk about it um like i i don't like that's not the language that that the people that are the most impacting i think really talk and so you know me personally and again i think there could be probably different perspectives on this obviously um i i think it's so much about like living it out and i think I think having like, as you know, they would say like a vision to die for, right? So, so like, what, what is the vision, the, the fulfilling purpose of your life? Um, and, um, and then, 
okay, like, I think for those of us that are maybe even like really strategic um, to, to be even to be able to say, okay, like, how, how do I achieve this type of a thing? Um, but then to just live it out. And I think, you know, I'm an extrovert, I could talk to a wall. Um, but really, in the end, for me, I need to do way less talking and just way more doing. Oh, hey, I want to I want to be a servant leader. Well, stop saying you want to be a servant leader and just go serve people um, and figure that stuff out. You know, oh, I want feedback and I want to hear what people have to say. Well, stop saying it and just go seek out the feedback. And, um, you know, I think I think those are the things that separate, I think, really good to great. I also think that for me and I, I have called this probably uh, like I, I think a transformational leader like multiplies out their in, their impact. So I think there's lots of good leaders around um, who are doing really good things, and I think they'll probably hear well done. But I think like a great leader, a transformational leader, like multiplies out his influence. And so they're doing things that then multiply out um, with other people so that, you know, my language, right, is that the world changes, right? And so if if I can impact in a class of 25, if I can impact 10 people, and then those people go out and impact 10, you know, 10 people and all, you know, all of a sudden, like the multiplying effect, you know, really matters. Um, you know, I think people that have the ability to give, um, you know, it's one thing to just say, hey, I'm going to write you a check. Here you go. And to just give to whatever your favorite charity is or whatever. And I think that that's a gift. And I think for people that have that ability, it's awesome. Um, you know, I think uh, transformational leaders um wind up giving that gift in a way that inspires others hey i'm going to pay for you to participate in this you know uh world vision triathlon um you know that type of a thing and then it motivates people to say hey like i can do this and i can do more and look at man i go out and i run this thing and um and i can impact and i think you know my wife and i have had that where you know people early on in our marriage helped helped you know, sponsor pay for us to go on a on a mission trip to Romania, and uh, to just you know work with people. And I mean that completely changed. I think our whole perspective on giving on uh, life on what was important. And and I think like so that gift of you know whatever it was a thousand dollars to send us on this trip, like now I think is being multiplied out through my wife and I and through our thought and so now we we like to support people who do that kind of stuff because we see like the value of it and so you know th I, I think that those are you know a couple of things that you know i think i think you got to just live it you got to do it that that's the difference between good and great and then i think really you've got to multiply out your influence and um you know i i'm not overly like strategic overall um, but I think like I do have like uh, enough in my mind of like, okay, how do I multiply this out? So I'm, I'm going to live it out. I'm going to treat people well, respect them, love them, or at least I'm trying to so call me out if I'm not. Um, but then, hey, like, how do I, how do I multiply it out and inspire other people um, to be more than, um, you know, what they thought they could be? And I think really that's God's call for all of us, right? Is hey, I, I created you uniquely and wonderfully, like, go out and use your talents and, and multiply them out. You know, the, the parable of the talents is a perfect example, right? The, the God's call was, Hey, I've blessed you with 10 talents. You multiplied it. Well done. Good and faithful servant, you know, way to go. 
while the only one he called a wicked and lazy servant was the one with one talent who buried it in the ground and did nothing with it. So, um, you know, like he definitely doesn't expect us to take whatever we have and bury it in the ground or say, oh, hey, this is good enough or whatever. And, and I say that uh, hopefully humbly enough because I do know that like life circumstance and things, you know, change and force people to act in different ways. But I think over the course of your life, you know, that's, that's what I think God's call is for all of us. So specifically to you, this is my absolute favorite question in the world, but specifically to you, what would you say in, in pairing the whole concept of influence, you know, what your calling is, what is it that gets you out of bed the morning the most? Yeah. Um, You know, I, I would say the the greatest thing, and maybe this is redundant a little, is is literally the ability to change the world. And that's a cheesy goal, and that's, oh, everybody says change the world and whatever, but I think, you know, for me, I want to change the world for Christ. Um, and how do I want to do that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose joy, right? I'm going to try to choose to be positive and encouraging and engaging. Um, and I'm going to try to influence every person I meet, you know, one at a time. Because yeah, I think you change the world one person at a time. And uh, I'm never going to be the president. I'm never going to make a million dollars. I'm never going to cure cancer. I'm very confident of those three things. But I do think that I might have the ability to spur somebody on who could do those things. And um, I think that that's, that's ultimately what drives, um, I think, everything that I'm doing. Um, you know, people will say all the time here, well, you're only about winning. You're you know, like, like, I'm about excellence. Like, I want to do it well. I think God calls us to give him our best. So that's what I'm trying to encourage people to do. Um, but I want to change the world for Christ. And like the vehicle and the vessel that I get to use for that is being an athletic director. Um, and sport. Um, for somebody else, it might be music. For somebody else, it might be business. For somebody else, you know, whatever that is, but that's the vehicle mm-hmm. I can use. And so, um, you know, that's, 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 I, that's definitely what gets me up and gets me fired up. And it's actually good that you asked that again, because I need a little motivation today. So thanks. Yeah, baby, of course. Well, Scooney, is there anything else you want to leave the audience with? Is there anything else that I want to leave? Um, no. No, I'm I'm grateful. I mean, I think I think we just keep uh, keep serving, keep impacting, and um, you know, and I think we do our part, and I think uh, God does the rest. So, thanks for having me on. Love it. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. <laughs>